It's that time. Time for the Go I.O. Go podcast, number six. I'm your host, Jeff Fry. And joining us is the inimitable, personable, and quite amicable Ian McMacken, the publisher of Go Y.O. Go. Yeah, there they go again. The crowd's here. Okay, Ian, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Doing great, Jeff. That was quite an introduction. Much appreciated. Well, uh, you know, you are the man. Without you, we wouldn't have any of this stuff here. So uh, without Go Wild Go website, uh, there would be no Go Wild Go podcast. So... Uh, Without any further ado, we're going to have a really, really good show. We're going to uh, be discussing uh, a lot of things. Uh, First of all, of course, we're going to discuss the game against Nebraska. And a special feature, thanks to the University of Wyoming, Dave Walsh, and Learfield Sports, we're going to have the actual calls from the radio calls. So uh, that'll add some spice to it. And then uh, we're going to talk to... um, Austin Conway. We're also going to talk to uh, Tanner, uh, Tanner Gentry. We have a special, special interview, uh, part of an interview with uh, Kevin McKinney. Uh, he is uh, uh, one of the uh, senior assistant uh, athletic directors. Otherwise, he's known as the voice behind the voice of the Cowboys uh, with Dave Walsh. Uh, he's joined me for a uh, an interview. We're going to only play a few minutes of it. The whole interview is going to be posted along with this podcast. You can listen to it. It's it's like 26 minutes long. And uh, let's see, we've also got a recruiting report. So we've got a busy, busy day. Sounds like quite a uh, plan ahead for us to talk about. Yep. All right. And well, let's get into it right away. We're going to have to talk about that game. Uh, you know, that's uh, kind of Kind of a, a rough one. Um, you know, Wyoming went to Nebraska, and uh, for three quarters, they uh, looked like they were hanging with the uh, Huskers. But unfortunately, fourth quarter wasn't all that great, was it? Well, I'll tell you what, you can take a half glass empty uh, outlook or full outlook on this game. And the way the Cowboys competed for three quarters is very encouraging to me. Um, I saw a lot of uh, positives in the, during three quarters of play. It just the fourth quarter ended up being being a fluke. I think it was more of Wyoming's mistakes than anything Nebraska did. Um, the ball bouncing off Mulhart's hand for an interception when the Cowboys were only down by a touchdown. And then uh, Nebraska converted, then coming back later, and uh, the ball thrown behind Brian Hill a little bit on a screen play that ended up being a fumble. So really, Nebraska got some big breaks from unenforced Wyoming mistakes and were able to build momentum in that big crowd. Obviously, into the game, were able to increase that lead. But for three quarters, uh, you look back at that game, there's a lot of things for Wyoming fans to be encouraged about, not only for the future, but for the remaining part of the season. Because I don't think they're going to have a fourth quarter quite like they did in Lincoln on Saturday. Gosh, I hope not. That was something else. Well, let's go through it here. In the first quarter, 
Uh, <clears throat> Wyoming's first possession was a three and out. Uh, Nebraska's second possession, they scored uh, around 9-17. Uh, Armstrong uh, ran in for, uh, that. that's a quarterback, ran in for a score. The extra point was good, so it made it 7-0. Uh, then Wyoming had another uh, possession, and they tried a field goal, and that was where Roth missed his first field goal. Uh, then we got into the second quarter, and uh, shortly after the quarter turned, we had a really good uh, result. Uh, listen to this. Ozigbo is standing off to his right, off his right shoulder, out of the gun. He'll fake it. Armstrong rolling right, throws to the end zone. This is intercepted. It's picked off by Wingard, and he'll take it out to the 15-yard line. Well, that was pretty good. So that. Uh, that uh, got uh, Wyoming uh, the pos- uh, the ball back, um, and then uh, they they weren't able to do anything with it. Nebraska then made a field goal uh, about 13 minutes into the uh, second quarter, which made it uh, zero to ten. Um, Wyoming had another three and out, and then um, uh, Nebraska had a TD uh, with a pass uh, 63 yarder to Moore made it. 0 to 17 that's about 7 minutes into the second quarter and then um with 5 minutes left in the quarter we tried another field goal and uh, Cooper Roth missed it you know that poor guy he's uh, uh, of course he's in front of 90,000 people and then um we had the uh <clears throat> we had the uh, thing that made it uh, made me think that uh, uh things were going to be all right Allen, out of the gun, rolling right, looks downfield, pointing downfield, fires to the end zone, and this is caught! Touchdown, Cowboys! Tanner Gentry with the catch on 4th and 12. Wow, and so um, there we have it. That was the first half. uh, I felt pretty good going into the locker room, or the way the Cowboys going into the locker room. How about you? Yeah, I felt really good. I actually felt this game could have been flipped and Wyoming could have been the uh, game of inches where they just missed a couple tackles on long runs by Nebraska, missed a couple field goals. Um, Marcus Epps just missed picking the pass off of Nebraska and taking it the other way, just off his fingertips. That would have been a big play in the game, and that basically would have been a 10- to 14-point turnaround. So I felt good about the way Wyoming was playing at that point. I think it was really key for them to get a touchdown at the end of the half the way they did. It just felt like they should have had more points on the board at that point. But getting that touchdown, you're feeling pretty good, only being down 17-7 to at half. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we're doing pretty good there. Um, so then uh, we go into the third quarter, uh, and uh, Nebraska – uh, extends their lead with a field goal uh, with, uh, shortly after the turn of the third quarter. Uh, Allen was intercepted uh, with 10 minutes in. As uh, That might be the one um, that bounced off the hands, but that didn't result in any points. And then with about five minutes uh, and nine seconds ago, Allen was intercepted again. Uh, this was for the pick six and made the score uh, 10 to 24, but then Wyoming came back with a three-play drive, and uh, towards the end of it, this is what happened. Cowboys have the jumbo package in there. Hill is deep, 
in the eye. He gets it, and he runs it on in. Touchdown, Cowboys. And there you go. We um, we have ourselves a ball game there, 17-24 um, uh, uh, to 24, uh, towards the end of the third quarter. And then we have that fourth quarter. And uh, uh, Nebraska scores on their first possession, 17-31. to 31. Wyoming fumbles. Nebraska gets it, drives it down, makes it 17-38. Uh, to 38. Uh, Then there was an interception. Uh, Nebraska then drives it down again to a Westerfeld pass, uh, made it 17-45. And then um, uh, Allen was intercepted again, which resulted in uh, a Nebraska touchdown, uh, making it 17-51. to 51. And that was your meltdown in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I think, uh, again, I would, the big thing with me was really the meat and potatoes of when the Cowboys were playing well in the game. I think defensively, the defensive line did a great job, or the run defense did a great job against a very good running attack at Nebraska. This has to be very encouraging for Wyoming. Wyoming was able to do some things in the passing game. Now, they did have some breakdowns, uh, you know, in the secondary throughout the game, and those turnovers in the fourth quarter where they came a little unglued. Um, but I think some of that has to do with youth, but a learning experience for the team. So I know Coach Bowl, he's going to focus on those first three quarters, and there were so many positives in those first three quarters to actually build on for the remainder of the season. The goal here is to at least get to a bowl game this year. Wyoming can figure out a way to get the next two wins, which I think they can. They will position themselves, I think, in very good shape to be at least bowl eligible this year. Well, Bowles' press conference on Monday, uh, of course, you know, he was disappointed, but uh, he opened up and talked about uh, uh, some of the positives in his opening statement. Positive things. Uh, you know, I thought we competed uh, really hard for three quarters. And, um, you know, my thought, too, going into it was to get into the fourth quarter where it was a, a, uh, a bout that could go either way and then let the chips fall where they may. And, um, you know, I thought Nebraska really played well in the fourth quarter, and obviously, you know, we had a meltdown in all three phases of the game, and so we've got to correct that. But <clears throat> I thought we were competitive. So, yeah, he he points out that they were competitive for three quarters. Uh, uh, you know, that defense, uh, Nebraska likes to run the ball, and uh, they did pretty well, I think. And, and, and Bull, was, uh, Bull gave them some credit for that. Uh, our defense linebackers were very solid versus uh, traditional runs, uh, inside zones and things like that, tailback uh, runs. And then also I think we corrected some of our mistakes that we had made against uh, Northern Illinois with the jet sweeps. So I thought that that was some positive things there. Um, so so he's, uh, he pointed out that the defense did well. But again, uh, like you know, you said uh, there was just far too many things that went wrong. Far too many big plays uh, by the, uh, the Nebraska wide receivers, and we knew they were going to be very talented. Uh, but it was going to be a key to the game, and so we weren't able to be effective there. And uh, as I said, we've got to be able to uh, create a, a more favorable uh, turnover margin, and so we'll work hard on that uh, during the course of the week. Now. Um, in, in reference to the fourth quarter, uh, Ian, uh, he said that uh, one of the things you have to consider is that, um, you know, they didn't go there just to, to uh, 
collect a check and go. They went there to win. And so in the fourth quarter, uh, they really made the decision to try to push for the win. So, And he made that point. Yeah, I think it's disappointing that there was a great opportunity for Wyoming to go into Nebraska, go into the fourth quarter, and actually have an opportunity to stay very competitive, open up some of the national eyes out there, media eyes, and then maybe even win the game with a couple of breaks. So that is the disappointing element of this because I approach uh, with any team that wants to be a top among the best in the Mountain West Conference. Boise State, San Diego State handled their big five opponents this weekend. Wyoming wants to be one of those programs, one of those great programs, top this league. You go into Nebraska, you play a competitive game, and that was definitely the de- uh, disappointing part is we're not going to get another shot at these guys for a while. Boy, we had them right there going into the fourth quarter, close game. We had the ball, seemed to have some momentum, and that was definitely the downfall of the loss. But and you can always point back if you're looking down future schedule this season that there are some things to build on. Oh, for sure. And and this is the way he put it uh, in discussing that. I know the score got lopsided. Okay, I'm very aware of that. Uh, we had a choice. We made a choice. Okay, are we going to go over to Lincoln and uh, play it close and, like I said, get our box of chicken and go home? Or are we going to go over there and try to win the game? Now, when we got the pick six against us, our offense came right back. Uh, and then, you know, then they scored. Well, when we start getting two scores down, you've got a choice right then. Okay, are you going to run uh, A-gap power? Or are you going to try to push the ball down the field? And we pushed it. I mean, it's kind of like if you're ever a golfer and you say press. Well, that's what we did, and it didn't work out. Uh, but a great learning experience for Josh. Yeah, and he mentioned it was a great learning experience for him. So um, uh, I think that even though it came to a blowout, and you know we we can't uh, put lipstick on that pig, it was a blowout. Uh, we can at least point to the fact that um, uh, they did they were able to compete, and those kids uh, uh, realized that they were able to compete. Uh, that uh, things just went uh, south on them. Yeah, it's a game of mixed emotions because did see a lot of things that look much better with this program than one year ago. Because, look, our mentality as fans or following the program need to be that we're trying to do incremental improvements. We have to see improvement from week to week, from year to year. So a big positive is you, you get a sense watching this team play that there are these improvements going on. There are some things to be excited about. Austin Conway being one, lending some playmaking ability out there on the field, something we didn't really have as much last year. Um, so there's the positive side of it um, that, you know, the focus needs to be with the fan base. But certainly anytime you, you have an opportunity, uh, you know, to compete and play on that type of stage, you want to really make the best of it. Now, after the game was over with, um, of course, uh, the players and the coaches are interviewed. And uh, uh, Gentry was asked about uh, – you know, of course, his touchdown and, and uh, what he thought about how uh, Josh was doing. So let's listen to that. Um, yeah, just kind of found a way to make something happen. We knew the team needed a big play. Um, he he kind of scrambled, and I just kind of rolled out with him, and he, he made a really good throw. 
Right, I, I'm feeling really good. I'm just blessed to be able to um, be playing right now. And yeah, I think uh, Josh is doing a good job of finding the receivers and we're, uh, we're doing some pretty good things in the passing game that we can build on. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess we're not really used to that. We usually run the ball pretty well. Um, so when we don't run the ball, it kind of just allows teams to not have to load the box and give us good matchups outside. So in your mind, what happened in that fourth quarter where everything just snowballed? Was there anything, was there a play that, at least in your mind, swung the momentum? Or just well, how would you put into words of what happened there in that fourth quarter? Yeah, it got out of hand really quick. Um, I think we just kind of screwed ourselves over. Um, I wouldn't say that the final score of that game really is a, a good indication of how that game went, but um, I think as an offense we did some things that kind of just really hurt us, and it was one after the next, and that kind of just was the determining factor of the game. I know that's kind of a general question, but if you had to pick one positive to come out of this game, especially on offense, what would it be? Um, I think we move the ball really well. Uh, that's a good defense, Big Ten. They're they're solid defense, and I think we did some good things on offense. Um, we were in the red zone quite a few times, and we we did some good things on offense. How do you see Josh crossing back from this one? Um, I know he will. Um, everybody, all I mean, you look at guys in the NFL. I mean, all schools quarterbacks have bad games. It just happens. Um, but the true tell is just going to be if he can he can come back and have a great game against uh, UC Davis, and uh, I know he will. That was that was uh, Tanner Gentry at uh, right after the game. Uh, I think he summed it up pretty well, and so uh, I guess we just have to uh, chalk this one up to experience and uh, move on. Yeah, it's just about building on uh, the experience of the game, and I'm all quarterbacks, great quarterbacks have had bad bad games, you know, all the way back to Terry Bradshaw. And, John Elway, when they started their careers out, they weren't. They had a lot of struggles. So uh, he just—he seems like the right has the right moxie to overcome this type of situation. And the fourth quarter, really bad fourth quarter. Fortunately, he showed some good things in the first three quarters, also, especially running out, making that big play at the end of the second quarter. All right, so let's just wrap this up and close the door. Let's close it again. Make sure it's closed. All right. That game's over with. It's over. We're going to put it on the shelf and forget about it. The record, uh, the book's been written on that one. Uh, But, however, there was another bright spot uh, in that game. And it was a player that used to be a basketball player, who's now a football player. He's been uh, showing improvement. And uh, that is uh, Austin Conway, uh, He's he's really did well in that Nebraska game, I thought. Yeah, Austin is given Wyoming an element that I think is so critical for an, an offense because we have some very good possession you know, type receivers that maybe stretch the field a little bit. But to have, along with Brian Hill in the backfield, running back, to have that additional playmaker on offense can really open a, a lot of things up offensively. And to see him run past those Cornhuskers, it's really Really been fun to watch him the remainder of his career, especially the remainder of this season. What kind of big plays he can make for the Cowboys? Well, I got a chance to talk to Austin. Uh, why don't we listen to that interview? Well, we have Austin Conway with us, uh, University of Wyoming uh, 
receiver and uh, running back combination, punt returner uh, and former basketball player, or maybe even still a basketball player. How you doing, Austin? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? Well, I'm very good, and I'm glad that you could make it here on Go I Go. Unfortunately, we're not talking under the best circumstances. You're coming off a loss against Nebraska, but I wanted to ask you, um, how's the team doing right now? You know, the team's doing really great. Um, you know, we took that loss as a learning point, something to move forward for, definitely preparation for our next opponent. So I think everyone's spirits are high. I think everyone's excited, ready to practice, because, you know, the next thing is we have to face is our next opponent. I'm wondering, looking at uh, the game, you had a couple of uh, good runs under your belt, so it seems like you're starting to get into the groove of being a football player again. Yes, sir. Um, you know, coach has done a great job all week of preparing us for the for the game, putting in special situations for everyone. And uh, you know, fortunately, I was able to capitalize off the opportunity that coach gave me when I was in the game. Coach Bull mentioned you uh, in his press conference by saying that uh, you know you came in from the basketball program in spring, and so you haven't had a lot of time like some of the other guys to get uh, to get it all down, but. Uh, he certainly has a lot of confidence in you. Uh, what do you see for yourself as you go forward in this season? You know, I just want to continue to work hard and improve uh, myself. But it's one thing I have I had before was had a, had a huge chip on my shoulder because I did come from another sport. Um, I didn't have a lot of time to be evaluated, and I was luckily, um, you know, invited to play uh, for Coach Bull's team, and that's kind of carried over for me. And I want to show people, you know, there's a reason why Coach Bull asked me to join the football team. So I've been, you know, I've been really taking everything serious and preparing and and mentally, physically getting ready for every game and every opportunity. Like I said, any opportunity that I get, I want to take advantage of. Well, we the things that we've seen so far have been very good. Have uh, you got any indication of uh, uh, any more contribution as you go into this next game? You know, um, Mondays are usually our prep days, so we haven't had our meetings or anything yet. Um, but usually that's ideally when I would find out, you know, what's the game plan for the week, how I'm going to be able to be implemented in the offense. So, I mean, I unfortunately I don't have any scoop on that yet, but um, if there is, like I said, I would know this evening. But whatever the calling is, you know, I'm, that's how I've always been. Whenever your name is called or whenever your opportunity comes, you know, you just make the best of it. So that's what I'm going to do exactly this week. Now, getting out uh, on Memorial Stadium Field there in Lincoln, Nebraska, I'm guessing that's probably the biggest football game you've been involved with in your life. Uh, what what was that experience like? It was, a, it was an absolute blessing to be out there and be able to compete in front of, you know, I think they said 90,000. Uh, but the best feeling was, you know, competing in front of our fans. I, like I said, I've always admired Wyoming for their fan base. We had so many yellow shirts and brown shirts up in the, up in the stands, you know, cheering us on. And even though there was a lot of people there, I mean, that really didn't take away from the fact that it was football. But after the game, you know, it is overwhelming. Thing. I got an opportunity to compete in front of 90,000 people. I mean, that's something that you'll tell I mean, your kids, your grandkids, and any, anyone who asks about it. It's an amazing experience to be able to live, live through. Wow. That, that, that would be. I would, uh, having never had that myself, uh, and never will, <laughs> uh, I uh, I can understand that. Well, now, there's another question I wanted to ask you. You know, you came from the basketball program, and uh, there's been right. some discussion about it. Is there a chance that you might play two sports uh, uh at the same time, or are you going to stick with one or just stick with football? No, sir. Uh, you know, when I made that transition from 
uh, basketball to football. I mean, it was kind of almost definite that once I made that decision, I was going to stick to thing, and that's exactly how it's playing out for me. You know, things are going well because I figured I was a better football player than I was a basketball player, and you know, right now, you know, I'm a football player, and that's where it stands. I mean, there's no um, lead or there's no opportunity, there's no interest to go back onto the basketball court at all. You know, my mind is fully invested in the football program, and that's where I'll be for the next four years. All right, you're a football player, and that's the way it is, right? Yes, sir. Okay, well, Austin, I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to uh, talk with us, and uh, just wishing you good luck against the Aggies from uh, UC Davis. Uh, Thank you for having me. I appreciate your time, too, as well. You take care, and we'll talk to you later. Yes, sir. You have a great one. Thank you. Well, that was my interview with uh, Austin Conway. He is uh, is a really... Uh, dynamic young man, I think. Yeah, he uh, going to law school, very academic, very focused, very articulate. Um, definitely, there's a lot of those uh, players around the athletic department. Austin Conway's leading the way. Yeah, he's the kind of guy that uh, that I hope we get a lot more of. And uh, uh, great athletes, great students, great representatives for the University of Wyoming. So uh, I'm really. Um, uh, looking forward to see how his career unfolds here at the University of Wyoming. Well, okay, so now uh, we've got the we've got the thing over the horizon. Now uh, this this podcast will be broadcast on Friday, so that means tomorrow uh, the Cowboys will be hosting UC Davis Aggies, and uh, this is a chance for redemption. And uh, I'm just wondering what uh, what you're thinking about the game. Well, I think the Cowboys are going to have to play focused and uh, play with the purpose and understand that this is a game that they need to win because they need the minimal requirement this year is bowl eligibility, get to a bowl game. This is a game on the schedule where they have an opportunity to pick up a win. Um, If they play to their capability or mentally into the game, I think they're going to win this error situation this program had where they're not completely focused. But I don't really – that happening i actually see the cowboys knowing they need a win they're going to come out and play well and i think they're going to be able to run the ball at this team uh, this uc davis team gives up a lot of yards defensively um i think this is the game that brian hill breaks out has one of his big games and the cowboys i think win by multiple touchdowns well i i hope you're right well uh in his press conference, Coach Bowl gave us an assessment of the UC Davis team. Let's listen to that. Uh, UC Davis, uh, a team that I think is a, a really good football team. Uh, for me personally, in the old years of the SCS football, I didn't know quite a bit about their institution, their football program. Um, they're one and one. Uh, we watched uh, both games extensively. Some of the notes that that I I took from is uh, they really have got excellent quarterback play. Ben Scott's completed 65% of his passes. He's got a quick release. Uh, they've got uh, tall receivers. They all seem to be about six foot three, 200 pounds. Um, you know, their recruiting area is very fertile. Uh, they sit in between Sacramento and the Bay Area, and they, you know, with the UC system, they can recruit up and down. Uh, so they've always had good athletes. And uh, so the quarterback is an exceptional player. Uh, got a really good uh, running back, Luga. Um, he's uh, averaging 120 yards. And uh, I think it was uh, noted 
You know, he rushed for 105 against the Oregon uh, defense. And so he's a strong physical guy that also has a big playability. I think he took off for a 90-yard run against uh, Southern Oregon. So we've got our hands full there, big, good size offensive line. Defense that bounces between a four-man front and a three-down front. Uh, solid tackling uh, linebackers. Zach Jones is their leading tackler. Uh, they got good speed in the secondary, and so you've got, um, you know, a, a good solid kicking game as well. So, very capable opponent. Uh, we've watched tons of tape from last year and this year, and there's there's marked improvement with this football program. I know their coaches. I think he's in his fourth year. Uh, he was a longtime assistant at the University of uh, California, Berkeley. Coached the running backs there. Done a good job recruiting. So, be a a, a big challenge for us come Saturday afternoon. Well, there you have it, uh, his assessment of UC Davis, and he makes a good point. Um, Wyoming cannot afford to overlook anyone, and I really hope that those um, players are focused and are going to approach this game like they're playing Boise State or any one of the conference members. Uh, This is a really important game, I think. Yeah, you just reiterated what I said, uh, definitely. I mean, the Cowboys need to take these next two games, starting with Saturday, Cal Davis. These have to be wins for the Pokes. And they can't, as you said, this Cal Davis team still has enough talent. If you're not coming out ready to play, they have a quarterback with a decent arms and big wide receivers, a running back can run the football. They're going to be motivated, and they're, they're a fairly veteran bunch of players. On paper, they are. And if you play halfway in a game like this, you're going to lose it. Wyoming has lost to some FCS opponents, but I think Wyoming will be ready to play this game. I think they're hungry for a win, and they realize they – I think they know what the purpose is here, and I don't think they're going to repeat the last couple of times they played FCS opponents. So you're right. You nailed it. They have to be focused, ready to go, play with purpose, and I think if they do that, they'll be okay. Well, and, and, and in the final analysis, uh, uh, Bull kind of summed it up. Well, that's more art than science, you know, as you handle young people. And, uh, you know, certain guys uh, need to be challenged. Other guys need to be shown what they can become. Uh, I'm convinced that these young men really care deeply about what they're doing. And uh, they don't need to be told um, about all their failures. They want to do well. It, what we need to do is is show them how they can play better. And so I think uh, within our coaching staff, there are good men that are seasoned veterans that will bring this football team about to where Saturday um, you'll see a, 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 com- a competitive game and a really confident football team by the Cowboys. And uh, that's good news. I, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, now, now, a fan note here. This game is not being broadcast in the traditional sense. It's going to be streamed, and it's the first football game that UW has streamed. And so uh, we're going to give you some more details on that a little bit later. Uh, But yes, it's going to be streamed, and uh, so uh, keep that in mind uh, when you want to um, uh, check out the game. Well, I think uh, with the crowd, uh, I think the crowd's going to be... uh fairly good on Saturday because the weather's going to be nice. It's going to be the first afternoon game. No traditional TV. So for usually an FCS opponent, I think you're going to find you know a good crowd in the early you know, low to 20,000 amount, basically. So it should be a pretty good uh, afternoon there in Laramie with the weather. Thing. 
I hope so. I hope that I hope that people come out and uh, support this team. Uh, Tom and I are going to talk a little bit later uh, on the recruiting report, and uh, he talks about how the players come to these visits, uh, and uh, they want to see how the fans support the team. So it it really is important for people to come out and and show their enthusiasm for the team because it can have kind of, I'm not sure exactly the total effect of it, but it does make an impression on those recruits. It does. You make a great point there. And sometimes some of our fans tend to, oh, they're playing this FCS team. We never heard of these guys before. I'll sit this one out. I think it did help that the fans that missed the Northern Illinois game, um, coupled with the fans are actually with at the Northern Illinois game, how exciting that was to have that opening win. I think that always helps push a few more fans towards the stadium on Saturday. But you made a great point. we got to get the stadium filled, decent atmosphere, uh, because it does help with recruiting. Well, uh, we're looking forward to that one. And uh, let's transition here. Uh, let me see. Let me see if I can tune this a little better here. We're having a little... Oh, wait a minute. Come on. Uh, oh, jeez. Okay. Uh, all right. Okay. We transitioned here. We're going uh, to move on to a, a special, special interview I did. Kevin McKinney, who is uh, Dave Walsh's color man. He's been doing this for 18 years with Dave Walsh. Uh, is a, a senior uh, uh, associate uh, or a, a senior associate athletic director for the University of Wyoming, but he's also been the voice of the Cowboys, and he has had a long tenure at the University of Wyoming. When I was a freshman at the University of Wyoming, he was there, and he's still there. So, uh, in uh, in acknowledgement of that, uh, I had a uh, pretty long conversation with him. Uh, let's play uh, about eight minutes of that conversation, and the whole 26 minutes is going to be posted below. You'll be able to see it on the podcast right below. Uh, let's take a listen to that. Well, we have a very, very special guest here at Go Y O Go Podcast, Mr. Kevin McKinney, the Senior Associate Athletic Director for External Operations at the UW Athletic Department, but most Notably, and probably everyone else knows him, as the uh, voice behind the voice of the Cowboys, uh, Dave Walsh. So, uh, welcome, Kevin. Well, uh, thank you for inviting me, Jeff. It's a pleasure to talk with you. I was looking over a lot of your bios and various information, and I got to thinking about all that time you've spent in Wyoming, and I wanted to spend some time letting people know uh that you're just not a fly-by-night guy there at the University of Wyoming. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, um, I've I been here a while, Jeff. I actually came to Wyoming in 1967 to go to school, and I worked with Bill Young in the sports information department as an intern, and so I did that for four years, and, and then I've been here since May 1 of 1972 as a full-time employee, but uh, this, this summer I find out that I actually got credit for those uh, intern days, nine months a year, of course, during the school year that I worked here. So I've actually officially, according to the HR, been here 47 years. Goodness gracious. So I, didn't, I, I know. I didn't know that. And uh, I certainly don't get credit for those years. But 
uh, you you are uh, at a place for a while, and you're going, my goodness, I can't believe. Uh, when you really enjoy it, it goes by fast. Well, I tell you what, you you have to be one of the most longing, longest serving employees at UW, if not well, the longest. Uh, I I was at that point uh, in the summer. I think they were telling me that somebody's been here like forty two years, but. Um, I was the longest guy, which is hard to believe. Well, I tell you, that is something. Well, you know, from my perspective, now uh, I've known you for a long time. Uh, I went to high school with your with your sister Kathleen. Right. We graduated in '72, so uh, we went over there in '72. You were there. You were already starting to work uh, at UW. Uh, then I had one of those kind of college careers that kind of morphed into finishing in 1979, and I left in 79 eventually, and you were still there. And then I went off and joined the <laughs> Army and had a family and whatever and retired, and you're still there. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> I, 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 would... I, I know. I know. And I have more people, Jeff, tell me that, uh, boy, I've been listening to you since I was a little kid. And I'm, boy, I know. I, that's what happens when you're around a long time. Well, you must like the job, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, I, I do. And I, I love the university, of course. I love the state of Wyoming. It's my home state. But I, I really have enjoyed working here. And, and uh, as I've always said, it actually beats work, really. I mean, it's not really work to uh, see games and, and uh, interact with uh, student-athletes and young people that they really do keep you young and, and keep you thinking young and, and so that's that's um, uh, just a very rewarding experience in itself but uh, just being around athletics for all these years it was my passion and still is my passion and so I've been very very fortunate well now I understand uh, that uh, you kind of owe owe this career to your father in some respects Oh yeah, I, I do. You know, and my dad was uh, worked at uh, KFBC Radio Television back in the day when it was a combined operation, and he um, was the engineer, the radio guy that got uh, Larry Berleffi, who was really our first real voice, and uh, he was the voice for many, many years of cowboy athletics. But my dad was his engineer, so I got to come to all the games anyway uh, because I'd come over with my dad and. So I was, I was really lucky to be around the, the players and the, and, the, uh, and the coaches as a young guy. And uh, when it came time for, for college, uh, Larry Berleffi, who I'd known for a long time, actually talked to Bill Young about um, me being an intern there in, in sports information. And one thing led to another, and Bill said, yeah, I could use one. And so I... Started as a freshman, worked there all four years of my in my college days, and, and uh, just kept going. But uh, I think that my dad and, and his passion for Wyoming athletics and uh, his um, interaction with so many people over here through his job as an engineer um, that that really got me going. And, and uh, yeah, so I owe him everything on that one. And uh, I miss him because we'd talk after every game and go over what happened with the Cowboys. And, and so I don't get to do that anymore, but uh, he was the man. Oh, he was. He was. Uh, before I let you go, 
I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you to put your color commentator hat on. And, uh, you know, we we had the Nebraska game. We know about the meltdown, so I'm not going to go through any of that. But <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, it was just one of those things, I guess. Um, but but it was encouraging. Uh, so what are you, th- what are you looking at uh, now with the team with uh, uh, University of California Davis? So what are you thinking about that? Well, I, I think that, uh, number one, we don't know anything about them. And so if you don't know anything about somebody, you tend not to respect them. But I think they are a very solid program in all sports across the board. They're, they're very good. And, and uh, we just haven't heard of them. And, uh, they, it's a very beautiful part of, of this country. It's a tremendous veterinary school. Uh, they have a lot going for them, and they've been very good at football. And so uh, Wyoming's in the position, Jeff, that uh, we don't look past anybody. We've got to take them as they come along. And then uh, we have a lot to um, change and fix from last week, from last uh, from the fourth quarter last week, which they're, they're doing. It's going to be very important for Josh uh, Allen to come back and uh, have a good game and, and shake that one off. It's not easy to do, but he's going to have to do that. And the Cowboys are going to have to uh, get some get some turnovers from from Davis, uh, and they're going and win the game. This is uh, a big game, not only because it's the next game, but the Cowboys have to bounce back from that fourth quarter. That uh, nobody wants to have that happen, and it leaves a very bad taste in your mouth. So this game. Saturday couldn't get here soon enough for those kids. They they uh, want to get back on the field and, and demonstrate that they're more like the first game than they are the second. And really, the first three quarters were like they played against Northern Illinois. Uh, but that meltdown, as you called it, is, is something that uh, uh, you, you want to get out of your mind, put it behind you, learn from it, and move on. And, and hopefully the Cowboys can do that. But this would be a, a tougher game than, than people are going to get. That people expect. I, I'm going to tell you that right now. These guys have a really good quarterback. They have a very good running back. They um, have, have some gimmick defense that uh, will cause some problems. And uh, the Cowboys have to be on their game to win. I uh, hope you can get a chance uh, down the line. Maybe we can talk again. A- anytime, Jeff. You just let me know. All right. Well, thank you. And uh, have a good day. And uh, good luck this uh, Saturday against the Aggies. Let's go, Cowboys. All right. Thank you. Well, that was my talk, uh, or part of my talk with uh, Kevin McKinney. Like I said, the entire 26-minute interview will be posted uh, below this one uh, on the podcast uh, site, and uh, you'll uh, get links to that. So uh, I tell you, uh, Kevin is is quite the uh, fixture there at the University of Wyoming. Yeah, he's on the Mount Rushmore for Wyoming administrative people. Um, he goes back so far, has so much information. Um, yeah, I was one of the young guys that watched uh, listened to Kevin when I was really young, and he was a part of a lot of the great cowboy memories for me personally. You know, think of the Finnis Dembo, uh, Eric Lechner, Sweet 16 run, um, even dating back just a few years, a decade ago with the UCLA Bowl win. Um, some of the great uh, teams we've had at Wyoming, some of the great performances. Him and Dave were right next to each other making those calls. Well, he does talk about that kind of stuff in the rest of the interview, so I encourage everybody uh, to uh, take the time and and listen to that. Uh, It's quite enlightening for a man who 
has seen uh, he has he's been involved or been around Wyoming football from the Devaney years to today. So and he's seen the Black 14, he's all the other things that have gone on, all the great championships, all the uh, all the painful things that have happened. So uh, it uh, like I said, I encourage everybody to to listen to that uh, interview. So now we've come to that part of the um, part of the show where um, we're going to talk a, bit, a little bit. Well, we're going to talk about the recruiting report, but just a minute here. Let's have a couple of announcements while we're at it. Uh, Tim Harkins over there at the University of Wyoming Media Relations has sent me some things, and um, and this is in relation to the um, game. Uh, you know, the game is going to be streamed as we talked. And uh, he sent me over a press release and talked about it. He said that um, uh, you'll be able to go on your computer and watch it at YO Vision on the uh, official athletics site. Uh, you can get it over at the Mountain West Network. Uh, if you have campusinsiders.com, you can go there and get it. And you can even get it on Twitter. And if you're a Twitterizer or whatever you call these guys, uh, you can get it from there uh, off Twitter. So uh, they will be streamed and you'll get the visuals. The interesting part about this is you will get the audio from Dave and Kevin's broadcast of the game in, in connection with the pictures. So that's kind of the best of both worlds there, isn't it? Yeah, the Twitter thing's very interesting because the Mount West Conference is actually the first conference to do the Twitter they did the Utah State Weber State opening game, so that looks like the thing of the future. Uh, you know that type of medium uh, for sports games. So it's definitely an interesting a time for us to live as sports fans with all the different technologies out there. Now, it, you mentioned technologies. If that wasn't enough, uh, Wyoming has gone in um, gone in partnership with uh, an organization that's called. Um, where is it now? Uh, Sports Labs. And they've launched a uh, fully responsive uh, app that you can put on your iPhone or your Android and get all of this stuff. Uh, you can get the live game audio. You can get the video. You can get uh, engaging social content, live scores, uh, all kinds of information. And uh, this is, uh, if you want that for your iPhone or for your Android phone, you just have to go to their uh, various app sites and put in uh, YO, WYO Game Day in their app stores, either for Android or Apple, and uh, you'll be able to download that app for your uh, for your uh, device other than your desktop computer. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's another a great addition. I think fans are really going to enjoy that part of it. In fact, I can't wait to get on that myself on game day. Yeah, that's that's one thing too. You can be in the stands and you can be getting stats and and information like that. So yeah, that is pretty cool. Well, it's about that time. Um, uh, Tom Laycock and I had a uh, conversation, and uh, he's given us another recruiting report. Let's check that out. We have Tom Laycock again with us this week for the recruiting report. And Tom, I understand we're going to have some visitors for this coming game. Yeah, we've got three that we know of that are coming in. Now, there will be others that kind of come in uh, as well. Uh, these are kind of the three 
the three really big names that we know about, uh, two of them from Intercom High School, and hopefully I'm spelling that right, in, uh, in Sacramento. Uh, so we've got a couple of young men. Uh, probably the headliner might be Victor Jones, who's a defensive end outside linebacker. Uh, so far, he's, he's got a, a three-star rating by Rivals.com. And the scholarship list is, is abundance between you've got Wyoming, Cal, Oregon State, Utah, Nevada, New Mexico, UNLV, Hawaii, Fresno. Um, so you've got a lot of nice, uh, a lot of nice names there. Um, he said Wyoming's recruiting him the hardest, and so he's he's a pretty happy, uh, pretty happy to come on out. Uh, wants to be a sportscaster someday, so he wants to see that. He also wants to see the uh, see the game day environment, and you know something that you know talking to the the fans specifically on this stuff. That is the one. That is the biggest thing that I get when I talk to these young guys. Is is what do you want to see when you come out to Laramie? And they all want to see uh, how do the fans come out uh, to support the team, and how do the fans really stick behind the team? So that's that's just something I hear. Thought I'd kind of throw that out there and make everyone aware. So he'll be out. He's got a, a uh, high school teammate, Ryan Gatoli, and I'm sure I'm, I'm struggling with that name on the pronunciation. I apologize. Once again, Sacramento, this is an outside linebacker. He's six foot two ten. Uh, scholarship offers Northern Colorado, North Dakota State, Nevada, New Mexico, Wyoming, and Nebraska, which is a little bit of the outlier there. Um, he's excited to come out. Uh, he says he's got a fantastic relationship with uh, Gordy Howe and uh, the receivers coach Mike Grant, who's uh, recruiting him out in that direction. Uh, once again, wants to see game day, wants to see something different than Sacramento, and I'm sure we can give him that. Um, so those two will, will certainly be coming out. Neither one of those two thinks that they're in a position yet uh, to commit. Um, the third guy that we know is coming out is Trey Dorfer. Uh, he's listed as a two-star athlete out of Lacey, Washington, River Ridge High School. Uh, Wyoming is recruiting him as a running back. Um, you know, one thing that, that if you notice the recruiting uh, scholarship offers – it seems to me that Wyoming's looking for kind of a three-down back, someone that, that can be a little bit larger than maybe some of the guys they have a little further down on the depth chart right now. Um, so uh, Dorfer, once again, six foot one eighty. Uh, let's see, last year, eleven hundred yards in five games, and this last game, two hundred seventy-four yards rushing and mm. five touchdowns. Wow! Um, so, yeah, not bad, <laughs> not bad for a game. Uh, so far, the scholarship offer list is just Wyoming, Weber State. Uh, he is hearing from a few other schools. Not sure uh, who's going to jump out yet so far. Uh, his big hook has been Pete Cal- uh, Caligas, the uh, Wyoming assistant coach, uh, who's a Bellingham native. Uh, so, uh, once again, a Bellingham native and the University of Washington ball player. So, uh, you know, they kind of know where, where each other are coming from. So, uh, when you look at uh, Dorfner's um, tape, it's, it's it's just a guy who runs to daylight and then keeps running and keeps running and keeps running. So, uh, you know, uh, Dorfner uh, comes from Lacey, Washington, which which is not a small town, so the, the level of competition is pretty decent, too. So it be very interesting um, to see what comes out of that. Of those three, he's probably the most likely to, to commit uh, this weekend, although, you know, I'm not sure he's really set a specific timeline for when he wants to get out. But he did seem to like... Uh, what he has heard about the University of Wyoming thus far. Well, that's good. I, uh, you know, I often wonder when you talk about recruits and then we talk about who else is recruiting them, uh, do you think that's a 
when it's all said and done, that's kind of a measuring stick and the quality of the player? Sometimes yes and sometimes no. The reason I say that, uh, I know there was a period of time where whenever Wyoming offered a, a young man a scholarship, Nevada dropped an offer within the next day or two. Um, and, and so I think there's some of that. I think in a lot of cases you do have coaches going out and doing their due diligence. In other cases, I think you, know, you probably do have some coaching staffs that see the other list of offers and say, well, we probably ought to as well. Um I do, you know, in having talked to some of the coaches regarding their, their process for offering a scholarship, it seems pretty well vetted. Um, and so I think if, if Wyoming uh, offers a scholarship, I, I think it's not just a throwaway. They've gone through the process, and, and they certainly like the young man. And uh, I guess by extension, they feel like they have a, a good chance in getting the guy, or are they um, throwing the dice in that regard? You know, I think from time to time, uh, you do make an offer as, as a school to get into that school and at least get your name known a little bit. Uh, you know, make let the coaches, uh, the high school coaches, know who the college coaches are, and sort of have that presentation with uh, uh, with with the school, so so that when you come back for next year, it's a little easier uh, conversation to have. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Well, that's good news. Now, I understand uh, you've done a little bit of. Um talking to the enemy, uh, a reporter, I believe, that's uh, out there in California that covers UC Davis. What have you found out about them? Yeah, uh, Andy Clausen from KDVS Sports, which is the student-run radio station. Um, they not only cover the team, but they do a lot of uh, broadcasting for Davis, too. Um, Andy did a nice job in, in working with us for this week's Behind Enemy Lines. Uh, it was a little bit fascinating to uh, to see and. Uh, you know, this when I look through this, I get the impression that not only UC Davis, I think they're an improved program, and I think they're climbing climbing uh, forward, especially offensively, but defensively, uh, they seem to be in a, in a struggle at this point, and, and uh, you know, this could be a much higher scoring game than folks have given it credit for thus far. Uh, they seem to have a very strong running back in, in Manu Luga, Lunga, and uh, Ben Scott, the, the quarterback, was 22 of 29 for 391 last week. That's an average of 17.7 per reception. Wow. So uh, I'm not sure Southern Oregon had a defense out there, although the flip side of that is UC Davis gave up 235 rushing and 428 passing, almost 700 yards in one game. And so uh, I think UC Davis is probably a little more explosive than we're giving them credit for. But by the same token, I'm not – not sure they've stopped anyone thus far, so could be could be a little higher scoring game than we thought. Well, for one thing, for sure, um, as Coach Bull has said and some others have said, uh, this team can't afford to overlook anyone. So I'm I'm hoping or thinking that they're going to get uh, the Cowboys' full undivided attention. You know, I agree, and I think uh, offensively, this might be a team that you get well against. And make and uh, get a little momentum going uh, forward for Eastern Michigan and at the conference. Uh, but I agree when you've won three games in the last year, uh, you don't you don't get to overlook anybody. And hopefully the, the Pokes and I and I doubt they will uh, overlook them this year uh, this week. Well, very good. Well, Tom, thanks once again for stopping by. Uh, you're always keeping us on the cutting edge of recruiting, and uh, I'm I'm hoping that our listeners uh, appreciate that. So. 
this is podcast number six. We're just chugging along, so we'll talk to you next Friday. Thanks, Jeff. I sure appreciate it. Hopefully by then I'll have a little more basketball news as well. Well, good, good. All right, we'll talk to you then. Thank you, Tom. Yeah, they love their recruiting report. All right, guys. All right, Ken. So that was the recruiting report, and uh, also a little bit of a preview on uh, UC Davis. Um, I tell you, Tom really, uh, really brings it to us, doesn't he? He does. He uh, great recruiting report again. Keeps us right up to date on the momentum Wyoming has going with the football recruiting side of things. And I thought he uh, broke down that Cal Davis team pretty well uh, for Saturday. Well, I tell you what, we're getting uh, we're getting close to the end here. Let's uh, let's check out. Uh, let, let me check out my list here. Uh, another reminder: uh, Wyoming plays tomorrow, uh, and uh, again the kickoff is seven thirty Eastern time, so that makes it five thirty out there in the mountain states. So uh, kind of a kind of a strange game uh, time, I guess, but um, that's owing to. Uh, um, uh, I don't know the scheduling gods, but um, I hope we get a lot of people coming over. Well, I think uh, somebody mentioned in the past that 2 o'clock is almost like the perfect time for them to kick off in terms of fan interest and fans getting to the game. So I think they chose that particular uh, kickoff time because it benefits the fan attendance the most. Well, good, good. So I hope to see a lot of... uh, People out there, uh, I'm going to be watching it. Uh, I don't think I'll be watching it through Twitter. I'll probably watch it through WyoVision. Uh, I know how to work that. I'm not a Twitter guy. I'm not tweeting or twittering or whatever they call it. Things. But uh, I will um, I will check it out. And um, so uh, it's about that time. Let's, uh, let's get out a cold one from the refrigerator there. Uh, there you go. Come on now. Open it up. Yeah, pour it in. All right. There it is. Okay, gonna drink it down. All right, Ian. This has been podcast number six. And we're gonna hoist one here. I hope you had a good time. Had a great time. All right. So uh, we'll be back here for podcast number seven. We'll uh, do a similar thing. We'll do a review of the game. And hopefully we'll have better news. And uh, also we'll try to uh, come up with some uh, interesting interviews. So I guess it's uh, time that uh, we just sit back and relax. See you next week. We'll see you next week. There you have it. Go while go. I'm your host, Jeff Fry. We've been joined by Ian McMacken, the publisher of Go While Go. We also want to thank Learfield Sports, the University of Wyoming, and Dave Walsh for letting us have some of their uh, play-by-play highlights.
The Go I.O. Go podcast is in cooperation between the Jackalope Ridge Media and Go I.O. Go. All rights reserved. Thank you.